Hello, my lovely little yogis, and welcome back to Caffeinated Yogi Talks. It truly just made me smile whenever I saw that International Yoga Day fell on a launch date for the show. Um, Obviously, I don't talk about yoga like every single episode, but I mean, the show is called Caffeinated Yogi Talks. I am a yoga teacher. I own a yoga studio. So yeah, yoga has been mentioned. It will continue to be mentioned, but we don't dive into it too much as like a full episode kind of feel. Um, But today I am. If you've never done yoga before, this is definitely a good one for you. Or if you just want to learn some fun facts about International Yoga Day, then continue to uh, tune on in. Maybe go grab yourself a nice, warm, yummy cup of coffee or whatever the heck is going to make you smile. Maybe get a little zen and let's dive in. Hi there. Welcome to Caffeinated Yogi Talks. I'm your host, Danielle Collinsworth. Here, we will talk about all things yoga, both on and off the mat. Fitness, entrepreneurship, this crazy thing called life, and maybe a bit about coffee. So throw on your headphones, grab your favorite cup of joe or tea, if that's your fancy, and let's get chatting. All right, first up, I am going to talk about a sponsor. The sponsor is going to be Sky's the Limit, uh, which is the yoga studio that I own if you are new to the show. If you're local to the 757, starting next month, I have my sixth cohort of yoga teacher training under the Sky's the Limit umbrella, meaning I've taught yoga teacher trainings, just not always under my own company name. I actually looked at it recently and I've trained over 100 people, which is kind of crazy, kind of cool to say. Um, If you're local to the area, we have about three spots left. I would love to have you. Um, If you are wondering exactly what yoga teacher training is, I feel like for me, before I went down the yoga path, I was like, uh, duh, that's how you like what you need to become a yoga teacher, which obviously you're not wrong. Uh, You learn how to guide the poses, things of that nature, but it does take all aspects of yoga, meaning we don't just break down, let's say, downward facing dog. We're also going to go over philosophy, chakras, anatomy, um, a bunch of fun things. I have only ever had people say that it was a lot more than what they were anticipating, which makes me smile because yoga teacher training is a big investment and it truly baffles me whenever I see something that is like a you want to become an X, Y, Z movement person, a coach, a trainer, whatever it is, under whatever umbrella. And a lot of times you're going to see a weekend training. And the weekend trainings probably cost like about like 40% of what yoga teacher training is, but that's still a very large number. And you're talking about like three days as opposed to 200 hours. Like that's a huge difference. It is a big time commitment. Uh, you will put in work, but you will learn a lot about yourself. I can tell you every time I got it, I always learn something new about myself. It is just, it's just cool. It's just freaking cool. I'm so glad I ever did it. Uh, I love seeing people that want to do it just because they want to better themselves and they've only heard what kind of like life-changing opportunity it is and that's what opens the door to them, why they decide to go down the path and I'm all for it. I went through the opposite spectrum 
Meaning that for me, I was like, yes, I want to teach yoga and I wanted to do nothing else. I didn't want to meditate. I didn't, I like nothing. All I wanted to do was learn how to guide a hot power class. And don't get me wrong, I still love guiding hot power classes. My personality is kind of energetic. Uh, I have a bit of fire, if you will. I'm like a firecracker, I guess I could say, would be a description of me. So yeah, I still like guiding those really fun, energetic classes, but I have a way different respect for the practice of yoga than what I did over a decade ago whenever I was just kind of entering into the yoga world, if you will. Now, today is International Yoga Day, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about International Yoga Day itself, like what is the theme for this year, and when did the UN kind of uh, recognize it, I guess I'd say, but I want to start off with just a little bit of why yoga. So for those of you that don't know, yoga is not my only form of of like expertise, I guess I could say, within the health and fitness industry. I am also a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. I have coached CrossFit. I've coached lifting. Um, I've I had my spin certification for a while. I danced for about 15 years. Um, I have a good amount of experience just with the body itself. I'm a functional movement specialist. Um, Uh, I guess now I'm just starting to rant off things. Uh, But my point is, is that I have experience within health and wellness. I actually hate using the word expert because I still to this day don't find or don't believe that I'm an expert in the field. Um, uh, But I definitely have experience. I have experience in the health and wellness industry. And The one thing that truly pulls me to yoga the most, no matter what, is the fact of how truly accessible it is to every single person. Now, mind you, I am a big believer that like there is a healthy nutrition journey for you. It doesn't have to be that I understand that you might have, let's say, anxiety whenever it comes to tracking. You can still eat something that is like a healthy meal without tracking your macros. Um, That would be a form of modifying, scaling from what would be a way that you think is the, the healthiest way to go, if you will. Just like if I am coaching somebody through lifting weights with TCY Coaching, we're working together one on one. If you say that you absolutely hate doing something like a overhead squat, there are of course other things that you and I can work through to help you squat and to help you put weight overhead. We can still do the push. We can still do the hinge and squat variation. There's lots of things that we can still make happen. So yes, within all areas that I work in, at least within the health and wellness industry, I do find that there is a great way to be able to modify to the person. However, I do truly think that yoga is something that takes it to the next level. Not only is it the fact that you do encompass a little bit more of the mental body, Sure, if you uh, practice yoga or if you're just down more of a mindful path, maybe you set something like an intention for your day or you connect to a mantra, you might take those things to something like the barbell. So I could tell you, for me, for example, if I'm looking at lifting something heavy, I will constantly repeat to myself, you've been here before. Like if it is even at 98% of my one rep max, that then means that I have done it before. 
even if I've only lifted the weight one time, I've been like, okay, Danielle, you've done this. You have done this before. You've done this before. And I repeat that to myself like a mantra. I slowly developed that form of a like mental health assistance, if you will, from yoga. I know that not everybody like has that correlation and that's totally cool. Um, but yoga does more than any other uh, movement modality, more than anything else than the health and wellness world. Uh, it connects more to different parts of body, meaning a lot of times you'll hear in a yoga practice, it is your physical, the mental, and the spiritual bodies. Uh, you're going to connect to all of those parts if you are open to it or if you so choose. But the thing that I really do like, as I am now on day, I think that uh, today as I'm recording this, this is day 536 of yoga every single day. Um, that has been a very healthy journey for me. So you hear a lot now, and I'm so happy of it. I love that the book Atomic Habits just keeps popping up more and more on my feed. I hear more and more people uh, talking about it, saying that they liked the book, things of that nature, um, because I am such a believer of Atomic Habits. I am such a believer of consistency. If you wanted to say what is the golden ticket, to me it's just consistency. I don't care if it's that you consistently wake up 10 minutes earlier so that you can go for a two-minute walk. Consistency is where something happens, period. And uh, with yoga, that is something that you can consistently do every single day. I would never recommend to somebody to lift weight every single day. I do not think that that is healthy. Um, yoga though, I would say to do every single day. Would I tell you that you should do a 90 minute hot power class every day? Absolutely not. But would I recommend different forms of yoga mixed in? A hundred percent. So maybe one day it's something that's really hot and sweaty and one day it's something that's more chill and relaxing. Which also leads me to the fact of yoga is fucking hard. I'm going to repeat that again. Yoga is fucking hard. <laughs> now, some people view it as the hard of, I can't sit there. I can't sit still. I can't meditate. I can't hold a stretch. Like if I, if you tell me to go into a forward fold, meaning you're sitting down and you're stretching your fingers to your toes, um, I, I can't hold that for more than 30 seconds. I have ADD or ADHD. Um, I, my mind's going to go elsewhere. I can't stay still. Sure. All of those things make it hard, and I am not denying that. There are different reasons for why yoga can be hard. However, I truly find so much joy in seeing something like a very strong man go through a power yoga practice, and I hate to say fail, because in my opinion, it's called a yoga practice for a very important reason meaning there's no such thing as a perfect pose. Yes, there is proper alignment, you know, ways to make sure that you're moving safe, but it, it perfect doesn't exist. And I really do believe that. So I like I say this with a grain of salt, but uh, I love seeing like a big, strong freaking dude move through something like a power yoga class and have air quotes right now, fails. Like he'll see somebody like me next to him and I'm not saying that I'm, you know, this super dope yogi or anything, but I might go into some really advanced pose and he's like, holy shit, that looks like something I would see on a movie. Like that looks like you're like, like something in the matrix that doesn't look like it's real life. Um, and I think that that's really cool. 
Uh, yoga encompasses so much core strength um, and it develops just an overall better body awareness. If I didn't have yoga before I went into something like weightlifting, I think that it would have taken me a lot longer to feel comfortable with like moving through different things in the gym or even adding on certain weight. Mind you, I was like, my legs were so weak when I started lifting. Um, I had no experience whatsoever. And uh, dear God, was my lower body just like, ugh, ugh. My lower body still suffers from being relatively, in my opinion, quote unquote, weak. Um, uh, But man, was it hard for me to get to where I am today. And I truly do have to thank yoga for just giving me the body awareness to be able to feel comfortable with at least moving through the movement. Maybe I had super small little baby weights that I was moving in the beginning, but it still gave me that overall awareness. And yoga is fucking hard. Um, like the actual, like physical asana, the postures themselves. Um, again, like I just said a moment ago, going into something like a stretch, you might not feel like you're taxing the muscle. Yes. Maybe you get a little bit of like a shake because you're pushing your body too far and you're kind of stretching the muscle a little bit too much, but there are so many poses within yoga that require so much total body strength. As I say this though, even if you do take me up on something like yoga teacher training, you will hear that I'm like, you should not do just yoga. Uh, I really do believe that adding in different forms of movement is going to help you to receive the healthiest version of you that you can. So for example, in something like yoga, you might do a lot of chaturangas, which is very similar to a push-up, but it is not the same. You do not bring your chest all the way down to the ground, where um, for a regular push-up, you would. A push-up like the term chest to deck, where in chaturanga, you want to stop whenever your arms are in a 90 degree bend. Holy shit, is that so much harder than a push-up. Um, uh, but if anything, chaturanga helped me to get better at push-ups, so there was a win-win there, right? However, no matter how much strength I developed from moving through something like a chaturanga, so again, imagine a push-up, that is all a push motion. There is no way within your yoga practice to move your body through something like a pull motion. Unless you're going to be, I don't know, standing off of your yoga mat and pulling your yoga mat towards you, you're never going to be using different muscle groups that are required to move through something like a pull. Something you would see with like TRX bands, a a set of rings, like for ring rows, a pull-up, banded pull-aparts, things of that nature. None of that pulling-like effect will happen because you can't do it with just your body. There is literally no physical way to go through that motion. So going in and adding in different forms of movement to your general like routine is something that I recommend to any yogi. But to kind of wrap up my point, um, I, I've never found, I, I can be next to the strongest student in the world and I'm still going to find a yoga pose that he is going to be working towards. I can be looking at the most flexible person in the world and there's still going to be a yoga pose that they are working towards. You're always going to have that thing that's like a goal. Um, there's always going to be what's next. I, I really do think that the limit just doesn't exist with something like yoga, which is one of the many reasons why the studio name is Sky's the Limit Yoga Company. The sky is the complete limit. There is just it, the yoga process of how do I challenge myself more with the physical body? It doesn't exist. It continues on and on and on. And if you do not believe me, even if you are far away, please come take one of my classes. 
I promise there is some form of movement that I can challenge you with. And I also promise that I'm going to make it fun. Uh, As I said in the little intro, I do truly value and think that I bring a good benefit to the yoga community in regards to and I won't, I won't say that I like reinvent the wheel, but I do make yoga different. Like one of the classes inside the yoga studio is called Flow Down, Get Down. And all that means is we have a regular yoga class to a fun playlist. It's on a Friday night. The price is at a happy hour price. It's $10 for you to come take the class. And it's always to just a fun, different theme. I've done like classic rock uh, for International Women's Day. I did just like a bunch of awesome women's songs. Uh, I've had hip hop. Uh, I did dirty dancing whenever we had a movie night. I kind of tied that in and used the dirty dancing soundtrack. Top Gun just came out. I did a Top Gun soundtrack. Uh, Just fun music, something that makes you smile, something that's different. I'm going to curse in class. I'm going to add in different forms of my other areas of expertise that were that I don't really like so much but I'm going to add that into the yoga practice so you're going to see things that would be more on the mobility or the functional movement standpoint that I'm going to add in to challenge you to only strengthen and mobilize your body in a different way Um, and I also like that with yoga every teacher kind of has free range I mean, I guess not with every type of practice. If you're guiding Ashtanga, then no. But throughout most forms of movement with yoga, specifically within the United States, um, you're going to see a teacher that has more of a open variety of things that they'll do. My class will be different than Susie's class uh, that's preceding me, right? My 5 p.m. class is going to be different than her 7. And uh, that's cool. That's fun. That's what makes you want to come back. Okay, sorry if you hear a little bit of tip-tapping. I'm just kind of moving around on uh, my computer. But again, as I said in the intro, today is International uh, Yoga Day, or some might say International Day of Yoga. Uh, And I just want to give us some kind of fun facts. Uh, If you have been practicing yoga for a while, everything I said is probably something that you went, yep, duh, that's why I like it. That's why maybe you've practiced with me. Um, Maybe that's why you add in yoga even though you don't like it. You see the benefit, so you throw it on in there. But some fun facts are cool. Who doesn't like to learn something new? So here are some fun facts for you. The International Day of Yoga was recognized by the United Nations only at first in uh, 2014, I believe. I'm looking at my notes. Yes, 2014. Um, So it's relatively new. And I think that that's just important to bring awareness to because within specifically the United States yoga is a very new thing like picking on even growing up in the 90s I never heard of yoga then like kids now know what yoga is and for me as a kid I had never even heard of the term yoga I had never seen it Uh, I, I knew nothing of it and Part of that is because it just was like it it didn't exist much here then. Yet I think it's important to know that yoga has been around for thousands and thousands of years. It is very new to something like the United States. And because it is so old, there's just a lot of shit that we do not really know, to be honest. Uh, Like there's a lot of texts that have issues being translated. If you hear a yoga teacher talking in another language that is Sanskrit, some say it is not a dead language. I beg to differ. Um, There are very few areas of the world where you're going to see something like Sanskrit spoken, just like how we would English. 
Um, so there, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of the why as to why yoga is so new to something like the United States. I also think part of it is because we were, it was like ingrained in our minds to only view life in the opposite way of yoga. Like people automatically viewed something like Bob Marley as, oh, he was just some hippie. He just smoked weed all the time, which I mean, neither one of those are wrong. But his overall ideas correlate so much to yoga. And it's only until more recent times, like within the 2000s, that we are starting to take some of those ideas and put them into the workforce, put them into our everyday lives. Like even just looking at the word mental health. If you would have looked in the 1990s, the term mental health would be like, oh, are you mentally ill? Where now we view it as you need to take care of your mental health, just like how you have to take care of your teeth, right? So one thing that you might not know uh, is that there's always a theme every year for uh, International Day of Yoga. Um, or I guess I would say theme for the day, if you will, and like you're supposed to take it into the year. Kind of similar to if you hear somebody say, I'm going to uh, set a word for, my, for the new year. Or I'm going to set a New Year's intention, something like that. And the theme this year is Yoga for Humanity. And the reason why this was set is because we're kind of focusing, like the yoga community decided to focus on how yoga is truly universal. Um, throughout COVID-19, the pandemic itself, uh, hundreds of millions of people worldwide have added yoga a little bit more into their essential life. Meaning they found time to be like, okay, yoga is what's helping me to manage my stress. Yoga is what's helping me to deal with this social isolation. Uh, yoga is helping me to cope with different challenges of new technologies. Yoga is something fun and new for me to learn. Um, it's cool that I can do yoga via Zoom pretty easily. It's hard for me to run with my friend, but it was easy for me to do yoga with my friend virtually. So kind of uh, looping in what we've learned over the past few years, uh, the theme, if you will, is yoga for humanity. So again, how yoga is truly universal. And I think that that can also very much so relate to what I kind of introduced us to in the beginning of the show which is just my personal why for yoga there really is a type of yoga for everybody and there are multiple different kinds that will supplement your life there's going to be days whenever yeah you probably should move more maybe you should break a sweat maybe you should challenge your physical body and there's going to be other days where getting in a nice long stretch maybe hitting some incense up and like, uh, you know, turning the lights down, setting the mood is more of what you need. And that's fantastic. Yoga will provide both of those for you. I know there was not too many fun facts, um, but I hope that something somewhere in the show made you smile. Uh, if you are looking to practice, rather you are in the 757 or if you live like back in my old 727, somewhere else throughout the United States, um, I've been seeing that uh, somebody that I know from the military has been tuning in uh, throughout all different parts of the world, which is so awesome to see uh, the show pop up on different parts of the map. 
Um, no matter where you are, sky's the limit. Uh, we offer classes locally, pretty much like in every city of Hampton Roads. Uh, we have a yoga studio in Norfolk and there are over 200 videos virtually. I also still do a lot of one-on-one work um, in person and virtually as well. As well as, like I said before, yoga teacher training is the way to just take it like way into the next level. So if any of those is something that made you go, hmm, or, oh yeah, I really want to try this. Uh, Maybe you've been practicing for forever and you and I just haven't practiced together before. I would love to see you on the mat rather if it is near or far. If you haven't already, please, 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 please go give the show a damn review. Um, Only way that more people are able to see the show is if it gets more of those lovely little five stars. So if you found any benefit here, do your girl a favor, whatever you're listening to, just give it one tap. That's all. It takes like one, two seconds to switch screens, hit tap, the end. Um, So it would mean the world to me if you did. Uh, If not, maybe take a screenshot of this, share it to your Instagram story, especially if you are listening to this on launch date, which is June 21st. Uh, Give it a share so that somebody else can learn a thing or two about yoga on International Yoga Day. And until next Tuesday, thank you oh so much for tuning in. Namaste and sleepy thing. (laughs) 